Hi, this is Daphne Maxwell-Reed, and you are listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television. Chuck Carter is with us as we welcome our next guest, award-winning actress, filmmaker, singer, songwriter, and composer, Allison Mills Newman. Allison has been a professional actress since she was a young girl. As a teenager, she performed on stage with the American Theater of Being, one of the very first prominent L.A.-based stage companies to showcase African-American actors. That paved the way for Allison to appear on the NBC series Mr. Novak, where she had a very well-received appearance opposite James Franciscus and Lois Nettleton that opened the door to other roles in television, including regular roles on the groundbreaking NBC series Julia, starring Diane Carroll in the popular CBS variety series The Leslie Uggams Show. Always an independent spirit with a desire to create and perform work that has substance and meaning, Allison left Hollywood for New York in the mid-1970s to continue her career on the stage. Along the way, she wrote an autobiographical novel called Francisco that was critically acclaimed and received endorsements from the likes of Toni Morrison. Allison also appeared in many independent films produced by her husband, Francisco Newman. When Francisco died in 2002, Allison relocated to Atlanta, Georgia, where she is speaking to us Today, she is an ordained minister and has produced several faith-based films, including one called The Tree Widow, which we'll tell you about in just a second. First, Allison Mills Newman, welcome to TV Confidential. Oh, wow. Thank you for having me, Ed and Chuck. I'm just so grateful. I was listening to that. It was like, that, that goes to show you that you can live a long time, and in the long time, you, by the grace of God, you can experience all kinds of different wonderful things, so... Wow. Thank you. <laughs> and this is going to sound weird, but this is an experience I've had with other guests on, on our program, Allison. When you've been a lifelong performer and creative person, sometimes you forget just how many things you've accomplished. I know, your... you do. You know, I was listening and I was like, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, yeah, it's like, you know, it, I don't know. You just don't remember all that you do. You don't think about it. You know, you're just living your life. So, yeah. yeah. No, it just, yeah. you don't think yeah. about it. You just do it. And, you, and yeah, you're you, just doing it. Yeah. 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 You, you just do it. And I guess it just piles up, you know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so when someone, and so when someone, you know, especially if, you, if, if by the grace of God you're still alive and you keep going, you know, then and when someone reads it to you it's like oh, really wow that's amazing yeah thank you jesus <laughs> absolutely tell us the story about the tree widow how did how did that film come about oh ed that is an amazing beautiful question it almost brings tears to my eyes because when i moved to atlanta as you so beautifully stated my husband had passed away and uh, the holy spirit guided me to move to atlanta and and so when I moved to Atlanta, I was amazed by all of the trees. Like the, the one thing that California has that I remember that was very wonderful for me to experience was the ocean. And so I love nature, and I would often go to the ocean. But Georgia doesn't really have an ocean. But Georgia has plentiful abundance of gorgeous, amazing trees that 
during the fall and the spring, they bloom in different colors, white, you know, flowers, pink flowers, gorgeous burgundy flowers, yellow flowers. It's just a smorgasbord of just beauty. And I was just, just amazed by it. And I used to love to walk amongst the trees. And as often happens, while I'm walking along and experience something, um, I get an idea. Oh, I got to make a movie. And, and the title came to me, you know, The Tree Widow, and it would be based on the trees and the woman's relationship with the trees. Not that she worships the trees, but she enjoys the beauty of God's nature and how it soothes her and comforts her um, at the loss of her husband and kind of place a, a story around that that was biblical based on the idea of an older woman or a widow helping younger women um, and teaching younger women how to make make better choices in life and so essentially that's how that idea came to me I'm just walking along the trees and just being mesmerized by the beauty of it and you know how creative people are ideas really aren't our own they come from God and so it was just a gift from God that he gave that idea to me and I just said I just ran with it yeah (laughs) and different pieces fell into place and um I was able to complete it and accomplish it, and so found it. It's really wonderful. You know, I love to give God all the glory in it, because as artists, when the Lord gives us idea, like, I remember when I had a recording deal with Herb Albert, and we would sit in the recording studio, and we would just sit together and and create, and we would um, just listen. It was like we're listening to the creative genius, really, of God, and the gifts of God, you know, given to us, and so it, the creative process is just really receiving and listening to God give you an idea, writing it down like at two in the morning or three in the morning or walking along the trees or with a friend in a in a music studio. It's it's something that we receive. So I received it and follow through with it. Yeah, Herb Albert is one of the many people that the universe has brought to Allison and throughout her life. We'll ask her about that little later on in our conversation. Uh But uh, you can watch The Tree Widow for free on the Keep the Faith, Inc. YouTube channel. There are two two short films in the series. There is also a full-length two-hour feature version of The Tree Widow, uh, which you can Uh watch for free on YouTube. You can follow Allison on Facebook as well as AllisonMNewman.com as well as KeepFaithFilmMinistries.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Another question about the tree widow. Again, it's an interesting concept. She's a char- You play a charismatic woman whose <laughs> charisma, whose ability to attract people to her, comes from the fact that she is open to receive the spirit which she finds in nature and the trees and the beauty of the of, of the Atlanta era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that openness. And I think, you know, also age is just a number, you know, really. And it's just um, as long. I think we're always like kids inside. or And so it, when you say open and loving and, and giving and, and, and want to teach in a loving way and not a domineering way, I think young people... Or younger people are open to listening or receiving sometimes, <laughs> or maybe a little bit more. And so I try to put that into the character of the woman to give her an open, loving spirit so that people would be drawn to her. And so I hope that is what people see when they watch the film. Yes. But yeah, we have a new uh, version, a new episode out um, called The Tree Widow um, Three Clarity. And I'm in the process of 
um, writing the, the, the feature-length script, and um, the Tree Widow Clarity is, as you said, now available on YouTube. And um, I have a distributor now that, that I've signed a contract with to um, distribute those three films. He wanted to distribute all three films, so I'm grateful for that, you know, addition to the journey. We're very happy to hear that because it's difficult to get anything made, especially the past 12 or 15 months. We're very happy that you got a distributor. Keep us posted. Let us know when, they're, when they become available for streaming or DVD or, or, or even theatrical release. We'll help you promote those as well. Oh, I thank you. I will. And yeah, I'd love to stay in contact with you all. Be friends forever. And I'm, I'm grateful for Chuck. Chuck is the person through whom I met you. Uh, yes. But I don't think Chuck. I don't th Chuck. I don't think you told me the story about how you came to meet Allison. Well, I will do so. I was two and a half years into writing my book, Mr. Novak, an acclaimed television series, which is available on Amazon.com, and the website is MrNovakBook.com, and that's N-O-V-A-K. MrNovakBook.com. So at that stage in the writing. Uh, I was watching the individual episodes because I had an episode guide in the book and I wanted to review them. So Allison's episode came kind of late in the second season and I watched it and I thought, wow, that young girl was really good. Did I try and find her to interview her? Hmm, let me check because I'd interviewed about 25 or 30 people from the series. Well, I went back through all my notes and I hadn't. So I thought, Gosh, I wonder if she's still alive. So I looked on the internet, and it was Allison Mills Newman, Georgia, Reverend. And I can't remember <laughs> how, but somehow you were sitting there, Allison, one day minding your own business, and the phone rang, and it was me. <laughs> and I know, and this wonderful, wonderful being, Chuck, he's just a wonderful well, I'll be quiet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. No, this, this, this is the Allison Newman show. So yes, you, it you, is. You, you speak up with, uh, oh, whenever okay. you want. No, okay. you, yes. you, you throw yeah, it and we'll, you throw it, it and we'll catch it. It was a great surprise. So I know. Ever since, you know, chatting now and then and oh yeah, we're playing together and having nice conversations about cats and different things. But anyway. Yeah. So so the phone <laughs> rang and this nice lady answered. Who? What? Mr. Novak, oh, praise the Lord, and, and, and Allison, you went crazy in the most delightful way, and so I went crazy, we both went crazy, and you ended up giving a very nice interview for the book, and in the timeline of this interview, uh, there's a little bit maybe before, but when we get to Mr. Novak, then Ed will ask you to talk about how you got the part, memories of Lois Nettleton and James Franciscus, and what it led to, oh, and that yes. kind of thing. But let's yes, hold, well, hold. I want to say, you know, when Chuck called me, um, Ed, that was just like such an amazing, wonderful blessing and surprise, you know, like just so fantastic because Mr. Novak was the first TV show, first professional uh, television show that I ever did. I had spent years and at the the theater workshop that you mentioned with Frank Sabira and Maya Angelou and Bea Richards and Michelle Nichols, a lot of other black actors at the time. There were no jobs, you know, at the time um, for black actors. 
as they are today. And so we were all just dreaming and hoping and praying for opportunities. And so the way I got that job was that the theory of being, the workshop was was a well-known place where predominantly mostly black actors, it was mixed, but it was mostly black actors that came together every weekend to study acting and prepare for the, the hope and the time and the dream when that when the doors in Hollywood would open. And so a producer from NBC called Frank Severa in that theater workshop because really I didn't even really have an opportunity to really get agents at that time um, because things were very limited um, for black people. So they called the, the workshop and they were searching for a young teenage girl to audition for a role. And so there I was, you know, I was there um, at the age of 12 or 13, but I looked older than my age because I was tall and being around um, adult actors and being in that environment gave me a, a sense of maturity. But um, it was really interesting, you know, they gave me the date and the time to show up for the audition. But Ed and Chuck, it was so funny because there I was, I was 13, the role was really for like a 15-year-old girl, which I looked the role, I looked the age. Mm-hmm. I fit, you know, within that age as a teenager. But there were women there, 20 and 30, trying to look like teenagers, like black actors, right? Because the roles were so rare mm-hmm. that I guess they just decided, well, I'll just go for it anyway and try to read for it anyway. And a lot of them were my friends, and so that was really interesting. Um, but... I ended up auditioning for the role and getting the role, and I remember how exciting it was when NBC called and we were living on 28th Street in Los Angeles, and it was actually, I tell you the truth, during um, the time when there was um, like a riots and things going on like that with the Watts riots and, and stuff, and so it was just really amazing breakthrough to have this opportunity in the midst of these turbulent times, to be on television. And so I look back, um, James Franciscus, Lois Nettleton, the whole set, everyone, especially Mr. Franciscus, was so generous and encouraging. But I must say that the, the time spent preparing and being in workshops really strengthened me. and. As a young teenager, I wasn't intimidated. I had spent many years being around older people, older adults, acting, you know, on stage with them and being directed. And so it just was just another workshop, really. In my innocence or my naivety, uh, that's the way my mind embraced it. And, you know, I just looked up to him as a very kind, loving person, like the other actors in my workshop were, and thanks to and he definitely was that. And Lois Nelton, oh my goodness, what a dream it was to work with her. It was so so amazing because James and Lois were so generous to me and me generous to them, like you learn that in our, in our acting worship, to give to one another, mm-hmm. to feed one another, to be real and there in the moment with one another. And I remember that our moments together on set while we were filming were so real and so powerful. And there was a scene that I had with Lois, and I remember that she actually cried on set. And I remember actually we did actually after we did the scene, Ed and Chuck, the crew and everybody broke out in applause afterwards. And that was my first professional television show, and it was just so awesome that I had been prepared. So you know, I teach acting classes out here 
in Atlanta, and I always encourage people, it's really important to do workshops. It's really important to prepare yourself because it gives you a chance to get used to it and to feel comfortable and not be in fear or intimidated. And it gives you the practice of being in the moment and not looking at, like, the people being stars, but looking at the character and being in the moment and, and so being able to make it real and be believable in the moment. And by the grace of God, I was able to do that. And so I want to thank Faith Severa and, you know, the acting classes that he so beautifully gave me and encouraged me as a young person. And I was the only young person there, 12 years old. And Mr. Novak was my first title role and, and actually guest starring role. And it was, you know, like a, a major speaking role right off the top. So I didn't start out as an extra. You know, I started out at the top so you know that was like pretty amazing but I got to tell you guys when I came on television or when that show came on all it seemed like all of America all of the black America knew about it I mean it was so <laughs> huge it was so huge so um yeah I have amazing fond memories um for me as a child star um and a child actress the adults in my life were very kind to me I read and hear a lot about a, a lot of child actresses that were abused, you know, even sexually abused, and they had terrible encounters with drugs and et cetera. But my mother was also there with me constantly. You know, my father insisted that if I was going to be an actress, because at first they didn't want me to, they were against it because um, they heard a lot of horror stories about Hollywood. But um, I would cry and complain and scream and yell. And so... <laughs> Um, my father finally, and he said, well, you know, if your mother goes and protects you. So I was protected, but I think on that particular set, Mr. Novak, they would have treated me well anyway because they were amazing. James Franciscus and Lois Nelson, everybody on the crew were wonderful, truly loving people. Allison Mills Newman is with us, along with Chuck Harder, Allison Mills Newman, writer, producer, director, singer, songwriter, and composer. We'll talk some more with Allison when we come back. She will tell us about the amazing rooting section of actors who joined her family at her home on the night her episode of Mr. Novak aired in 1965. We'll also talk about how Mr. Novak paved the way for other roles in film and television when we continue our conversation with Allison Mills Newman here on TV Confidential. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better, end the painful finger sticks, and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-716-1587 That's 800-716-1587 Paid for by U.S. Med Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash 
TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.